0: Just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, guys. Sorry this episode is late this week. And just a heads up, this is not going to be an episode recapping the season finale. I am going to do a supersized episode next week, which is going to be the season finale and whatever part one of the reunion is. However, I went out of town this weekend. I got. Five hours sleep in the last four to eight hours, and I just don't have it in me. So, surprise, you're getting the lost bonus episode about Mackenzie McKee and her mom, Angie. I've not listened to this really beyond some editing here since I recorded it. So, if I'm particularly mean to a dying woman, just try not to judge me, okay? But a lot of people wanted this released, so I hope you enjoy it. Have a good week. I will talk to you next week with... Uh, late breaking news. Bye, enjoy. By the way, this was really just supposed to be an episode for Patreon, and the sound is garbage because I recorded in my car. So, just you know, a fair heads up. Hi, hi everyone. How are you? Welcome to Blazes Car Cast bonus episode. I'm like feeling a little weird right now. I just got out of hot yoga, it's Saturday morning, and my plan was to go to yoga and then drive to the shore, which I'm still doing but I just threw up in yoga class. I think I'm like, just not feeling a hundred percent. You know, like I'm feeling mostly fine, just not a hundred percent. And I was in yoga, hot yoga, as I said 17 times already. And right right away, I was like, "Mm, I don't think I feel right. I mean, I do this class three to four times a week. I know how I feel during it. And I was like, I feel a lot hotter than I normally feel like something isn't right. And I was pushing through, like not feeling great and feeling really, really like way hotter than I normally feel. So I started drinking like too much water because I was feeling so hot and I wanted to finish the class and push through. And then I, <laughs> I think I drank too much water and I had to go throw up the water because we like bent over and I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't feel good. So then I just sat in my car after I went back into the class and finished the class. But now I'm like feeling a little better because I just sat in the AC blaring in my car for like 15 minutes. And I think I feel a little better. And I just want to go sit on the beach. So I'm driving to the shore and hopefully I'm not actually sick because I don't want to be sick down there and have to drive back tomorrow. That would be really annoying. (laughs) So, yeah, that's how I am. How's everyone? Welcome to the bonus episode. I want to talk about one Mackenzie McKee, who is joining the cast of Teen Mom OG, kind of. So the news broke that Mackenzie McKee has been asked to join Teen Mom OG on a trial basis. As I told you guys, Bristol has left the show, but she filmed apparently most of the season, and... So what they're going to do is they're going to use all of the Bristol footage that they have. I wonder if she had to give money back for her contract. Because when it first came out, it said that she had a three-year contract. And this was only her second season. So I I don't know. Did we get an A and a B season? Guys, I've like blacked OG out of my brain totally. But... Bristol Palin left halfway through filming. So long, farewell, Avita Zine. I will miss Dakota, her ex husband, because as I've said a million times, I think Dakota's a fucking star. But I will not miss Bristol or any of the Palins. Trip is really cute, though. Is Trip, I guess Trip's a Palin. Is Trip's last name Palin or Johnson? It's probably Johnson because she was like engaged to him when the baby was born, right? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I asked on my Instagram what I should do a bonus episode on, and a lot of people had great ideas, but a lot of them would involve, like, recapping, which I would need notes for, and I wanted to do this from my car, so I got a suggestion to talk about Mackenzie McKee, who is Mackenzie McKee, why is she joining the show, why is she hated, why is she liked, so I'm just going to chat about Mackenzie McKee for a little while off the top of my head. Noteless. I'm rolling noteless. I have heard feedback that people like my car casts. I know the sound isn't great on the car casts, but I hope you guys will enjoy this. So, who is Mackenzie McKee? I did do a regular feathers in my hair episode with my dear friend Maria, where we recapped Mackenzie McKee's 16 Pregnant episode. It's actually, for whatever reason, one of my highest rated feathers in my hair episodes. (laughs) Not sure why it just is. I'm always fascinated by, like, what my highest rated episodes are. My highest of all time by, like, a lot is when dealing with Reddit drama from almost two years ago. That got, like, a lot, a lot of listens because people like Reddit drama. But my Mackenzie and Josh episode is highly rated. I guess people like it. I would suggest you go listen to that if you don't know anything about Mackenzie. That is a decent backstory on Mackenzie. But, ooh, some information about Mackenzie is that she um, lives in Miami. It's pronounced Miami, apparently. Miami, Oklahoma. It's very rural. She obviously had her baby at 16 with her boyfriend, now husband, Josh. Mackenzie's had a baby before she had Gannett. No, she didn't have a baby. She got. Pregnant before she had Gannon, it is not mentioned anywhere on the show. But at one point, the Ashley, I believe, found an ultrasound picture from Mackenzie's MySpace that was like, "Baby Oakley, we love you, Um, we miss you." Basically, she had either like a late-term miscarriage or a stillbirth. It's never really been openly discussed and talked about, but it is absolutely a thing that happened. Mackenzie McKee is extremely fertile. She had Gannon because she didn't want to be on birth control because she didn't want to get fat, which is especially crazy considering that she, you know, already had a baby and was in high school. Mackenzie was then on the one season ill-fated Teen Mom 3. Teen Mom 3 was incredibly boring. It just like, she just was. Not she, but the show was just not, just didn't have the dynamics that Teen Mom 2 had. And as I've said, like, Teen Mom 2 was always the best of the shows. Teen Mom 3 was definitely a little more OG-ish, and people just weren't as invested in Teen Mom 3. I think that's why they decided not to bring it back. Mackenzie was on one season. Her mom was really mean to her the whole season, Mackenzie, this is like, remember, she had a baby and was like engaged to Josh. I can't remember if they got married on the show or after the show, but they were living with her mom and her mom would not let her get on birth control. Guys, post her having a child in high school. Her mom would not let her take birth control because they're like very, 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 very very Christian. They're very religious. They're evangelical, like, very religious people. Uh, Her parents got married as teens. Like, all of her siblings are married with children. They have lots of babies. And apparently, her mom does not believe in birth control. It would not allow Mackenzie to be on birth control because she didn't want Mackenzie having sex. Mind you, this is a girl that already had a baby. It was very similar. Farrah's parents were the same way after she had Farrah, that they were mad at her for going on birth control, which is... Like, it's truly incomprehensible to me. I'll never forget watching that and just being like, this lady is truly insane. I can't, I feel like if my child got pregnant in high school and they kept the baby, I would, like, insist that an I, they get an IUD, like, the moment they're able to get one. <laughs> like, there would be no, that would be the condition of her, like, being able to live in my house or me supporting her is that she gets an IUD. I just can't. I can't imagine knowing that my child is still with the baby's father and thinking that they're not going to have sex because God or whoever does not want them to have sex. It was incredibly ignorant. Um, Mackenzie definitely, I think, was the most well-known of the Teen Mom 3 girls for this reason, basically people were pretty invested in the way that her family acted and kind of just how stupid they all seemed, especially compared to not, I was going to say not compared to the other girls, but like compared to reality, basically (laughs) just like compared to the rest of the world. They just seemed so incredibly stupid. So that's when Mackenzie left our screens after team mom three, you know, she had her 16 pregnant episode. She had her team mom three episode, And then she was gone. However, Mackenzie McKee is kind of like a Nicole Palin, Palin, I don't even know how to say her last name, in that she has really tried to capitalize on her 15 minutes of fame, which, like, I'm not sure I can blame her for, but she built up, you know, a little following by being on a season of a TV show, and she has a pretty good understanding of how to work social media to build a brand not a great understanding but like she understands that it's possible and it's a thing that she can do and she has spent the last gannon is what like six or seven so she spent the last like five to six years trying to use her very small amount of fame to build a career in which she can support her family and also not have to like have a traditional job because she has now three children. Some facts about Mackenzie McKee is that she has uh, diabetes, type one diabetes. She's had diabetes for a very long time and she has a very hard to manage case of diabetes. There is a lot of controversy on her management of it. You know, she says that it's like impossible to manage. However, (sighs) Mackenzie McKee, sorry, not sorry, I'm just going to say it, has displays all of the signs of having a very serious eating disorder. And in my opinion, part of the reason that she cannot manage her diabetes is because of her very serious eating disorder. She'll do these things like, and like I said, remember she uses social media a lot, so she documents all of this. She'll do these things where she will watch What the Health on Netflix. Remember when everyone watched What the Health and went vegan? And she watched that and was convinced that veganism would cure her diabetes and read on message boards about people whose veganism cured their type 1 diabetes. just want that to to sit with everyone. Um, You know, if you can cure, can you cure an autoimmune disorder? Like, I don't really think so. But she read these message boards and they suggested that she go totally vegan and not even track her carbs now if you guys don't know um, a lot of vegetables and fruits have really high carbs carbs are very bad for diabetics well that's not true they just have to one of the biggest things about being diabetic is obviously watching your sugars that involves watching your carbs and counting your carbs my dad is a type 2 diabetic he's like um one of the only people that weighs like 140 pounds and is a type 2 diabetic His is like totally not based on his weight. He developed type 2 diabetes. And when he first got it, (laughs) he didn't really understand like anything about it. And it was in the early 90s. And (laughs) he decided that he um, he would watch his sugars by instead of having Snickers bars during his break. Because like I said, my dad is very thin. So he's never had to watch his weight like in his life. Like he's somebody that can't keep weight on. So he instead of <laughs> instead of eating Snickers bars, he would eat two bagels. <laughs> that was like <laughs> and then he saw a dietitian because he like was like, I don't understand why my numbers are still so bad. And the dietitian was like, You can't eat bagels instead of Snickers bars because that's gonna turn into sugar and your body can't process that. <laughs> he had no he had no idea. Um, So you have to be really careful when you have diabetes on essentially tracking your macros. You know, like you kind of, you don't keep keto. It's not that you're keto. You just have to be aware of how many grams of carbs you're eating. And Mackenzie read on a message board that being vegan would cure her diabetes and you didn't even have to track your carbs. So she just went full force being vegan, not tracking her carbs, eating As many carbs in veggies as her heart desired. Now, as you can imagine, this sent her into uh, like a total spike of her blood sugar. She like got super, super, super sick, was on Snapchat. Like, I don't understand why I'm so sick. And everyone's like, because you're not counting your fucking carbs. So yeah, that's like an example of how Mackenzie handles her diabetes. She is it's hard to watch her Snapchat. She's okay. She has probably what a lot of people would classify as orthorexia. Is that how you pronounce it? Orthorexia, which means that she is like addicted to working out. And I think that she purges via working out. She says that she does this for fitness competitions and she does do some fitness competitions, but she works out for like four hours a day sometimes. Um, and it's just, it, she'll be like, she'll literally have like the flu and we'll be like throwing up and she'll be like, I have to run. And we'll like put her kids in a little, um, not a, like a, why can't I think of the name for it? The thing that you pull? Wow. I'm like really, I'm having a moment here that I can't think of the name, but her, she'll put her kids in a little wagon, a wagon. And she'll like run up and down her street for an hour, like throwing up coughing up a lung because she has to get her cardio in. Now, her mom and the rest of her family is also obsessed with fitness. In my opinion, her mom has passed on this obsession with fitness down to Mackenzie, and in both of them, it does not seem that healthy. You know, it goes, like, there's a difference between being healthy and working out and being thin and what Mackenzie documents on her Snapchat. Mackenzie, because of all of this, she is constantly, her blood sugars are constantly spiking and they're constantly bottoming out. She is constantly sick from her diabetes. I think part of it is that diabetes can just be really hard to manage for anybody, especially an insulin dependent diabetic. Like, you know, for some people it's not as hard to manage, but for most people it it can be extremely hard and it's a lifelong battle. Even if you have it your entire life, your levels are constantly changing. So I'm not like discrediting that. But just based on what Mackenzie posts online, it's like very, very, very concerning. Um, She supposedly at one point had a high risk OBGYN with her second pregnancy that the doctor essentially fired her because she was just like so not managing her diabetes. So that's like one thing to know about Mackenzie is that she is a fitness head that, in my opinion, it verges on unhealthy, disordered eating and exercising patterns. Also, once, the funniest thing Mackenzie has probably ever done is she was giving out diet advice and was showing the chicken she was eating, and people, I guess, responded, and they're like, you don't eat any seasoning on your chicken, and she was like, seasoning is for babies. You need to have as little calories as possible. You don't have seasoning. (laughs) Oh, Mackenzie. So another thing to know about Mackenzie is that she has a really, really volatile marriage. Right now, it seems like her and Josh are actually in a pretty good place based on her social media and the YouTube channel that she's doing with him. Um, You know... What does that really mean if they seem to be in a good place via social media? But I do think it's a good sign for her that Josh is willing to like engage with her because there are periods of time where Josh just like won't talk to her. He basically like didn't talk to her all during season uh, her season of Teen Mom 3. And then it came out that he had a pill addiction. That was like just never discussed again. That's my favorite thing on reality TV is though randomly someone will be like, their pill addiction will be revealed and then it's just like never fucking mentioned ever again and we're just like all supposed to move on from it like okay so Josh and Mackenzie have been together since they were like 15 or 16 they have three children who are named Gannon Jaxie J-A-X-I-E and Bronx how does she spell Bronx I think B-R-O-N-C-H like a bucking bronc because Josh is a bull rider or was a bull rider uh one fun fact about Josh is that he's half Native American and Mackenzie will sometimes post about how much she hates Native Americans I swear to God I swear to God she once went on this long rant about how Josh's Native American aunts were really lazy and refused to work and only collect benefits I swear I wouldn't make that up guys (laughs) So Josh and Mackenzie have been together for a really long time, but they break up all the time. Oh, also she had, I believe before Jaxie, I think before Jaxie, she had a miscarriage. So Mackenzie has been pregnant a total of five times in like her 26 years that we know of. Mackenzie and Josh have like always just been very back and forth. They've broken up and gotten back together like a hundred times. They are people that cannot get along, but are determined to stay married because Mackenzie, I don't know if Josh is a believer too, but Mackenzie is such a strong believer in Christ. And they do not believe in divorce, according to her. There have been quite a few scandals. One where Mackenzie had bought a brand new SUV, like paid cash for a brand new SUV, And apparently was allowed to drive it off the lot without insurance, which I guess in some states you're allowed to do if you buy it in cash. I worked at one point as... (laughs) I can't believe this was a job of mine. I worked at a bank that did what they called subprime car loans, which were like predatory car loans um, with interest rates up to 20%. 20%. Like I would look at these applications and these people would have like monthly... Gross Does gross mean the one monthly incomes after tax? I can't remember if that's net or gross, but monthly incomes after tax of like $1,800 and we would approve them for car loans of $600 a month, like on eight-year-old cars. It was crazy. It was really, really awful. Um, I worked there like at the height of my heroin addiction. I would like do heroin at that job. It was not a great time in my life. And then I was fired. Shockingly, I was fired from that job, and then I went to rehab, like, literally, I think two weeks after I got fired from there. Um, Things spiraled quickly for me. Mackenzie had bought a brand-new SUV and did not have it insured, and Josh was cheating on her. So she drove around town looking for Josh, like according to her. She said Josh was out hunting and was ignoring her, but I think we all really know why Josh was ignoring her. She drove around town. Um, her diabetes, she had a, like a drop, and she passed out and drove the car off the side of the road and totaled her one day old SUV that she paid cash for that she didn't have insurance on, because she was looking for Josh's cheating ass. And like, you know, willingly stayed with him after that happened. Oh, that's another thing. Mackenzie's diabetes is really, really unmanaged. And she'll often post stuff online, like pass that while I was driving. And then she gets mad at people for being like, you should not be driving if you can't manage your diabetes. And people, she'll be like, you don't know how hard it is to manage diabetes. And like where I'm sitting, I feel like it's kind of like epilepsy, like her case, where it, it it's not that like, I'm. I mean, I am. But, like, I understand that her diabetes is very hard to manage. But if she's passing out while she's driving because of it, like, she should not be allowed to have a license unless she can go a certain amount of time without passing out while she's driving. It's, it's just, it's dangerous. It's dangerous for herself. She has her kids in the car. It's dangerous for everyone else on the road. So this is, like, a regular occurrence for her that she'll pass out while she's driving. Like, it's happened multiple times. And once again, we know all of this because Mackenzie is such an oversharer and she posts everything online. is not a person that is like hounded by the tabloids. Even the blogs like don't care that much about her. She just shares and shares and shares and shares. So we know all of it. Anyway, so that's one scandal between Josh and Mackenzie and that she crashed and totaled her brand new SUV while out looking for cheating Josh. Another one was she was pregnant with Jaxie She was like six months pregnant with Jaxie, so visibly pregnant. Mackenzie gets huge while pregnant because of her diabetes. she She has like 10 or 11 pound babies, and she's like five foot one and weighs 98 pounds. So she gets fucking huge during her pregnancy. So Mackenzie was visibly pregnant. She had a friend. Now remember, I'm doing this without notes. I'm doing this off the top of my head. She had a friend that was being cheated on and Josh was friends with, his, with her boyfriend. So they found out that the cheating boyfriend was at this person's house, and the cheating boyfriend, the person he was cheating with, and Josh were all at this house together. Josh wasn't cheating technically, but he was like, there involved in this situation. So, Josh, or so, Mackenzie and the friend go over to this person's house and like cause a scene. She's demanding that Josh leave. Josh is ignoring her calls and refusing to leave. And then eventually, like, the girl who lives there comes out and like starts beating up Mackenzie, who is like six months pregnant, takes her by the hair and drags her across the porch. While so, Mackenzie is like getting her ass kicked while pregnant because her husband like refused to come outside and leave the situation we'll be back right after a quick break that just like shows what type of guy josh is like josh is somebody that just like does not give a fuck he has never seemed to give a fuck about mackenzie so that's scandal number two number three is after bronx was born he was really really sick because her diabetes was really out of control during her pregnancy he had to be in the nicu for i think like three weeks for a pretty significant amount of time um, they were really worried about his lungs were really underdeveloped i think he had an issue with his heart things just weren't good and Mackenzie got really really bad postpartum depression Now, they talked about this a little bit on her being Mackenzie special and how her mom was, like, basically, like, I'm going to take the kids if you can't get your shit together, which I still don't think was necessarily the wrong thing to say. You know, like, I think she didn't say it right, but I think if Mackenzie's depression was as bad as we are supposed to believe it was, that she wasn't necessarily in the wrong for insisting that she was going to need to step in. But Mackenzie gave an interview saying that this is crazy. Saying that at one point she was so depressed and doing so badly that Josh told her that she, if she was going to kill herself, do it later while he and the once he and the kids weren't home, and that like she should just go kill herself. Um, I don't mean to laugh; it's like so horrific. It, and Mackenzie just like gave this interview, and then she said that she didn't give the interview and like tried to walk it back because I think she wasn't, I think she is so sick and her relationship is so sick that she didn't realize how people were going to react to that and like how horrified people were going to be by her saying that. So yeah, people rightfully were horrified Um, by Josh telling his wife to kill herself and just make sure not to do it in front of the kids. Um, and Josh and Mackenzie then separated at that point, although they've, she's never been quite exactly clear on how long they separated. And then they got back together. I believe like once her mom got sick or shortly before they started doing, um, being Mackenzie. So that's like kind of the state of their relationship. Josh was a bull rider for a long time, has many concussions, like I said, a pill addiction. Now he works in drywall. Uh, he seems to be a decently hard worker, but isn't necessarily a good husband. I don't know if Mackenzie's necessarily a good wife. He seems to hate her though, like like a full on hatred towards her a lot of the times, which you know, it isn't, it isn't great something else about Mackenzie. Mackenzie loves a multi-level marketing scheme. She loves it. Mackenzie has been involved in quite a few multi-level marketing schemes. Um, She did one that was like these protein juices for a while. She also did one that was like a Fitbit type of watch. But you know, obviously, it wasn't a Fitbit because it was a multi-level marketing scheme. Um, she's always used her social media to promote these multi-level marketing schemes. Once she went on this hilarious rant about how how she wasn't doing multi-level marketing schemes, and she was like, "Everybody is a boss," and explained how if you work at Taco Bell, you're in a multi-level marketing scheme because you have a boss, and everything is a triangle. <laughs> But you'll like jump from MLM to MLM. If you don't know what a multi-level marketing scheme is, I don't know, I don't really have have it in me to explain, but they're very predatory. Go listen to the podcast, The Dream, or look on Reddit's Anti-MLM. Or join Facebook, sounds like MLM, but okay. There's a lot of information. You can watch Betting on Zero on Netflix. There's a lot of information on why multi-level marketing is really bad. McKenzie, I believe... Usually has some success with these because she's actually somebody that is kind of perfect for multi-level marketing. She is, in my opinion, a pretty good saleswoman. Um, She's into sales. She's like a naturally good saleswoman, and as I said, she has a built-in fan base on social media because she really uses her social media a lot. So. That's something about Mackenzie, that she loves a multi-level marketing scheme. She is one of those, like, hashtag boss babe, boss mom, Um, I'm an entrepreneur, I work from home, let's link arms, like, she's very much into that. Another Mackenzie fact, she's started, but I don't know if she still does because I've been watching her Snapchat that much anymore because I don't really go on Snapchat. Like, when I don't look at people's Snapchat stories. I only look at things that people directly send me on Snapchat. I just hate the app. Ever since they did that redesign like two years ago or however long that was, I just kind of gave up on Snapchat. Mackenzie has started a business that she calls Body by Mac. They are workout DVDs, programs. She's you know, not a personal trainer. She's not qualified to do this. And yet here she is, she's doing it. Um, she does these Body by Mac videos. They seem to be pretty successful at first. However, I'm not sure if they're still successful. Uh, she sells diet plans and it is her passion to do Body by Mac. I actually was kind of proud of her for doing it because it was a non multi level marketing job and it seemed to be selling pretty well. Although I'm not sure about like the long-term viability of body by Mac. So I'll have to look into if she's still doing body by Mac. Let's talk about Mackenzie's mom. So as I said, Mackenzie's mom is like a fitness fitness freak. She's always been very healthy. She's very, very controlling of Mackenzie. Her and Mackenzie have a very in my opinion, negative codependent relationship. Uh, we definitely saw this in B. Mackenzie. Like, Angie came off like a real bitch in B. Mackenzie. However, Angie is unfortunately dying of metastasized stage 4 lung and brain cancer. Uh, she was diagnosed... I think like a year and a half ago. So she's already, I think they gave her like three to six months to live. They gave her under a year. So she's already done pretty well, but she went through the first round of chemo. Her hair was growing back. She was running again. Things were getting better. And then, unfortunately, I think they got really bad scans about a month ago, and she is now doing a much more intense chemo. She was in the hospital multiple times last week with pneumonia, pneumonia, um, and you know, obviously, pneumonia is bad for anyone, but it's like, it's deadly for, uh, for Angie because she has such serious lung cancer she is somebody that never drank or smoked in her entire life, they're not really sure why she got it, I read some speculation online, not speculation but some information online that people are saying that you can get metastasized lung and brain cancer from melanoma and it's possible maybe that she had, you know, undiagnosed melanoma that turned into that, don't, please don't quote me on that, I don't know if that's true, it's just something that I read on Reddit (laughs) which is a great source, right? It's definitely, she's very, very, very sick. Uh, Angie has used this time being sick as a way to further prophesize her religion, which, you know, it doesn't sit great with me, but I'm not going to judge a dying woman. I'm not really, that's not true. I am going to judge a dying woman. I just, if if believing that God gave her terminal cancer to like preach the word makes her able to deal with this and her family able to deal with this then like so be it who am I to judge that but I will say she posts on her Instagram all the time and like sometimes she'll post stuff like she heard she had an Indian doctor once who had a different god than her so she made sure to tell him about her God, which I find extremely offensive as a non-Christian person myself. I know what it feels like to be prophesied to. And I really, I don't judge people for their religions. I'm not interested in judging people for their religions. uh, But I do judge people who judge me for mine, in my opinion, when a Christian tries to convert somebody that isn't interested in being converted, they're being judgmental. uh, Even if it the intent is supposedly good in my opinion the intent doesn't really matter Uh, I'm allowed to be Jewish and you're allowed to be Christian and what I believe in is none of your business and keep that shit to yourself basically is how I feel so if Angie wants to you know preach the word to other Christians and preach the word on her Instagram and preach the word to her family like I am and find comfort through God and not thank her doctors but only thank God which is what she does like That's actually wonderful. I am very grateful for somebody that would be dying that would have so much comfort from their higher power. I'm a person that believes in a higher power. I consider myself to be spiritual and like my higher power is the universe, but I definitely understand the comfort that a higher power brings. But I just, my issue is when Angie then tries to convert people that aren't Christian, which she like brags about doing. So that's one thing about Angie, um, Angie is like not a nice person to Mackenzie. Angie is actually quite mean to Mackenzie. We saw it, you know, in her be Mackenzie special where Angie talked about how hard Mackenzie was as a baby and how she was such a bad teenager and how like it, it's a very, I don't want to say Angie's a narcissist because I'm like I'm so over everybody being a narcissist, but it's, it was like a very narcissistic point of view. It was only about how Mackenzie affected Angie. From Mackenzie's birthday, I read this on the podcast. Angie wrote like a crazy fucking post about Mackenzie and how terrible of a child she was and how she had ADD, OCD, and ODD. If you don't know what ODD is, it's oppositional defiance disorder in one in four children diagnosed with oppositional defiance disorder going to be diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, which is, uh, the diagnosis that sociopaths and psychopaths now get, you know, they don't, you don't get diagnosed as a sociopath or psychopath anymore. You get diagnosed as having antisocial personality disorder. Um, so ODD is like a, a very serious diagnosis to give a child. Um, it indicates like, a very big pattern of unhealthy un, unhealthy behavior. Um, I went to school with quite a few kids that had ODD as a child because it kind of goes hand in hand with learning disabilities. And I, I've talked about this before, right? Like I've learning disabilities and I went to two different school, private schools for kids with learning disabilities. So there were quite a few kids in my schools that had ODD. Um, one of my very best friend's brother my best friend from middle school and we're still best friends uh brother was diagnosed with ODD and if he saw a psychiatrist today like I'm positive would get an antisocial personality disorder like he is I know two people in this world that I personally know are sociopaths like people who have no empathy and one is one of my uncles (laughs) unfortunately um He just doesn't have empathy. And another one is my friend's brother who had an ODD diagnosis. So, like, you get an ODD diagnosis by, like, you know, setting fires, hurting animals, just refusing to listen to authority in any way, shape, or form, like school suspensions. It's just, it's a very, very serious diagnosis. Psychiatrists do not diagnose ODD lightly. So, for Angie to claim that Mackenzie is ODD is... Like, um, my jaw fucking dropped when I read that. First of all, even if that's true, Mackenzie has never volunteered that information herself. And it's really shitty to volunteer other people's diagnosis, diagnoses for them, even if it's something that happened in childhood. Oh, I got, I forgot I was like kind of, I didn't forget, but I left for the shore for my yoga studio, which is much closer than my house. I was like, holy shit, how am I already where I am? And then I realized I shaved a half hour off of time um, because I left at my yoga studio. But also my stomach still feels kind of weird. I need to just like lay down for an hour, I think, once I get there. Well, I'll lay down on the beach. You'll be okay. Anyway, where was I? Oh, for Angie to diagnose or to reveal that McKenzie supposedly had an ODD diagnosis. If true is really shitty, um, it's just not fair To put that type of information out about somebody, in my opinion, but really, like to me, what the real crazy part is, like I don't believe Mackenzie has that diagnosis. That's not personally something that I believe. From what we saw on Sixteen and Pregnant, like there is no way that she, that Mackenzie, had that. There's, it just, it just seems impossible. Uh, Her temperament now, like it just. I don't believe she was diagnosed with that. I think Angie maybe read a book about it and decided her daughter had it. Angie just seems to like really be so tough on Mackenzie and really view that like everything Mackenzie does as a failure, like her own personal failure, which is like a really unhealthy way to parent and to view your child. Um, I think that they're going to have an issue with that when they come on Teen Mom because Angie's dying (laughs) and I don't know how you edit a dying woman as being like the bitch that she is some other things about Mackenzie Mackenzie's obsessed with trying to go viral so she will post wild and crazy shit in like this attempt to be like a relatable mom like I'm just a hashtag hot mess but really it's like so over the line that people freak the fuck out over it uh, recently, she posted this story about she took all three kids out and they destroyed a whole um, display in Sephora. The youngest one shit all over a fridge at like an HH Gregg type of place or Best Buy can you get appliances at Best Buy I can't remember uh but like an appliance store she why is that person merging this is still two lanes sorry a bus is literally driving down the middle of a two-lane high not highway but like a two-lane street because I take the back roads to the shore after a certain point like it was merging into one lane and this road does not merge into one lane okay he got into his own lane thanks bus. Anyway, um, okay, so she's like, the kids destroyed a whole lip kit, like a Kylie lip kit stand. Um, Then they shit all over, Uh, sorry to the person who had to clean up my child's shit at HH Gregg. Then sorry uh, to the ferret at PetSmart that the boys were fighting over and killed. Like she said, her boys were playing tug of war on a ferret and it died. And people like lost their minds and were like, girl, what the fuck are you talking about? You are fucking insane. And I guess some people said that she should kill herself, which look, it's never, ever, ever okay to tell someone to kill themselves. I'm not defending that. But Mackenzie being Mackenzie went online and was like, I'm just going to kill myself because so many people hate me. Um, Mackenzie is a person that really does not do well with criticism. She has very, very thin skin. And I really worry about the negative reaction she's going to get and the negative reaction I think that her mom is going to get and how she's going to handle that. Mackenzie, like I said, has had suicide attempts in the past. And as I've openly discussed on this podcast, that the like number one indicator for a successful suicide is suicides in the past, which is why I'm very worried about Amber Um, And now I'm very worried about what the public scrutiny of bringing Mackenzie onto this show will be because people, Mackenzie is someone that just really lacks self-awareness and will say outrageous things that in my opinion are probably often lies in a way to be relatable, but she has such little self-awareness while still having a pretty large reach uh, that her information gets to that she then gets like a really bad backlash. Uh, she was already tweeting about the negative reaction she was getting towards her coming on Team Mom 3 or coming on Team Mom OG. Just a couple weeks ago, she had a little scandal. She started, she went on Facebook and she's like, My neighbor, I left my dog for a week in his beautiful pen outside while I went on vacation, and my neighbor's called Animal Control, and now Animal Control says, I have to pay $80 to get this back. Like, what bullshit? your neighbor commented on the status and was like, you left your dog. Like I called because your dog was wailing all day long. Um, you left him in a dirty ass pen. And I just like, I was sick of it. I couldn't listen to your dog wail anymore. Um, Mackenzie is a great Dane that I guess lives outside. Although great Danes are not outside dogs. Um, if look, I actually know people that have outside dogs. They're usually hunting dogs to be a really, really excellent, 100% top of the line hunting dog. You usually cannot have the dog live inside. Cousin Julia, you know, star of the pod, Cousin Julia has a hunting dog that is a Vishla. He's like incredible. They sent him to go get trained. I love him. His name is George. He's so cute. He's so nice. I love George so much. Um, But like they let him live inside. So he is not like the ultimate number one hunting dog because you can't have Basically your dog either needs to, if you want your dog to be like top of the line, incredible hunting dog, you can't treat him like a domesticated pet. He can't live in your house with you. So there are people, and I've known these people that have uh, these pretty incredible like outside homes essentially for their hunting dogs that are, you know, heated and cooled, Uh, I could never do that. Well, first of all, I don't hunt, so I wouldn't need a hunting dog, but I could never do this because I would want a dog to be my pet. And I know my cousin Julia and her husband decided that they would rather, you know, have a pet that they love than have like, and have him be pretty good at hunting rather than have a pet that, that lives outside and be like the number one and most incredible hunter. Julie, if I'm wrong about that, let me know, but I'm pretty sure we had that conversation. Um, and It's so cute. George goes duck hunting. He's so cute. I love George. But yeah, it just, if you want your dog to be like the most incredible dog ever in hunting, they usually live outside. And, but like in large dog homes that are heated and cooled. Mackenzie just like left hers outside in a pen with a tarp over it. Like no control. Their area got really bad tornadoes while she was gone. Like really bad rainstorms. His little area flooded. Uh, Of course, this was like right after the Nugget incident, and there was rightfully, I guess, rightfully, a backlash against it. Um, The neighbors posted pictures of the pen that he was in, and it was like way too small. Like I said, this is a Great Dane. Way, 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 way too small. It just wasn't, it wasn't good. I did not, I did not like it. And most people didn't like it. So Mackenzie, after the ferret thing and then the dog thing, Mackenzie's had a lot of bad press, basically. Press seems like a dramatic word for it, but that's kind of what it is. She's had a lot of bad press in regards to the way that she treats animals. So I think people are not thrilled about her coming onto the show and she's already feeling the effects of the negative impact. I think that's all that I need to like run through for history of Mackenzie and how I feel about Mackenzie. How I feel about Mackenzie joining the show? Okay, I know I was like a justice for Mac McKee when they brought in Bis- Pris- Bristol, <laughs> when they brought in Bristol Palin and Cheyenne. I was like, it's kind of crazy that they're not just bringing on Mac, who they've been filming. I think she is interesting because she's so crazy. Um, however, since then, I feel like Mackenzie's mental health has declined. Where it was always declined, I don't know, maybe I'm getting more sensitive towards it. I don't think Mac is right for this show in that I think she will hurt herself if she gets too much negative energy, and I'm worried for her. I also didn't think her Bean special was that interesting. I thought it would be more interesting, and I know that I was like, justice for Mac McKee, bring Mac McKee on this show, like pre the Bean special. So once that happened, I was kind of like, meh. This isn't great. Like, meh. It was just kind of a dud. I also think it's going to be, like, such a fucking downer watching her, like, dying mom be a bitch. Um, like, how this show is going to handle Max mom dying, I don't know. I mean, I guess if she dies, but I think she she's very, very sick. I also, like I said, I don't know how they're going to edit A Dying Woman Being a Bitch, I don't know how. I don't want like a lot of religious stuff on this show. You know, I just don't want a ton of God talk. Don't need a ton of God talk on the show. I I don't lo- I don't love that aspect on my Teen Mom. Oh, one other thing I wanted to say about Mackenzie. Mackenzie is someone that will like go off antidepressants and then say that she chose to be happy and prayed away her depression. Like, she's that type of person. Like, she's literally said that before. Um, it's always like, did you? Like, you still seem, like, really depressed. I think she takes a lot of Adderall and or she has mania because she'll, like, get these really, really high highs. I mean, maybe she's bipolar. I don't know. But she'll get these really high highs that, to me, as a former former Adderall addict, like, Reed is very Adderall-y. But you know, Adderall can look like mania. I was once diagnosed. Have I talked about this? I was once diagnosed with being bipolar. And then I told the doctor how much Adderall I took, and he's like, You're not bipolar, you're just on speed. And I was like, Yeah, maybe. Um <laughs> so Adderall addiction can definitely mimic mania. I mean, you are, you're manic when you're on speed. When you are speeding out on amphetamines and taking the amount of Adderall that I was taking, and I suspect Mackenzie McKee is taking, it very, very much mimics bipolar because you get really really high and then you crash and you're really really low so it can definitely mimic uh bipolar disorder so I don't I don't I don't know in my opinion Mackenzie probably has an Adderall addiction just in my humble opinion do you like when I say my humble opinion like I'm humble at all about the things that I fucking talk about on here when I'm actually like miss know-it-all and not humble at all what the fuck is going on We're in a traffic jam in a weird place that never, ever, ever jams up. By the way, do people like that don't live on the East Coast know about just, like, driving the shore? I'm only going down for 24 hours. It's funny because when—I don't know if you guys watch Summer House, which I'm going to binge this whole season, I think. I was an early adapter of Summer House, and then I kind of just have stopped watching Bravo shows, but I do want to get back to Summer House. Um— like I watched summer house in the first season. Everyone hated it. I loved it. And I've seen a lot of talk online. Like I don't understand. Do people really just drive two to three hours for the weekend on Friday and then come back on Sunday? The answer to that is yes. I did it most weekends of my entire life growing up, uh, except unless I was like living at the shore for the whole summer. I like to go down sometimes on Saturdays and come back on Sundays. It's a two hour drive for me. And it's just a two hour drive. Like it's just a drive that I'm used to doing. Um, It it's not, it's not hard for me to do. Like I, my dad does it every single weekend, basically for six or seven months out of the year. Um, it's just something that I'm used to. And I like to go down on Saturday, sit on the beach on Saturday, sit on the beach on Sunday, and then go home on Sunday. Um, my dad lives in like kind of a small space, so I don't love to stay there two nights in a row. Sometimes I do, uh, like for 4th of July, I'll probably go down for three or four nights. Uh, but I like, I just like, we really people on the east coast like really do just drive to the shore for one to two nights and then drive back and we do that all summer long it's funny when i lived in florida i almost never went to the beach uh not because i didn't like the beach it's just there's just something about like you just stop going to something when you have access to it all the time but now i'm like oh i'm gonna drive to the shore and sit on the beach for two hours (laughs) like it's just more exciting to go somewhere when you have to like make an effort to go there oh there's a road closed that's why oh god okay um oh Mackenzie McKee I'm very worried about how she'll respond to this I I also think based on that being <laughs> excuse me I just got the hiccups I also think based on that being special that she's just not enticing enough to be on team emoji I also think it's like really fucked up that Teen mom isn't just MTV isn't just offering her the fucking spot and they're making her come in on a trial basis. Like this bitch has been filming essentially for like three years trying to get on this fucking show and they just will not give it to her. They just dangle it in front of her. It's really pathetic, but that's her. Um, yeah, I'm worried about how Mackenzie's going to respond. I'm worried about the dark energy that her mom's storyline is going to bring. I'm worried about Mackenzie's response to everything. I'm worried about her mental health, like, really sinking if she comes on this show and gets criticized. Uh, Mackenzie keeps, like, a dirty-ass house. Her kids always look really dirty. Her husband isn't that into her. And I don't think people are going to respond positively to her being on the show. And I really worry about that. So, yeah, I think that's it for what I wanted to talk about with Mac McKee. This was actually... (sighs) longer than I meant it to be, but that was nice. It just like my whole first half of the drive to the shore just like cut out. So yeah, that's it. Um, if you have any questions about Mac McKee, please feel free to send them to me on Instagram. Uh, have a good week and I will talk to you on my next regularly scheduled episode. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive Producers, Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychode.